Alright, we're live. Today's show, we're going to be talking about a lot of crazy things, such as the Superman and Lois. Uh, includes a major death, a villain leaks, villain leaks, and uh, so much more. Birds of prey? Are they? Are the fans going to try to sabotage the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Uh, let's see, what else? The Superman Red Sun clip has been unleashed, and plus a premiere and free tickets. I don't have free tickets, because I don't live in L.A. <laughs> so, <clears throat> uh, Teen Titans Go! comic, and I found this really interesting time travel story, and we're going to talk so much more about that one, because I love time travel stories and uh, crazy stuff. And uh, let's see what else we're going to talk about. Oh, the Teen Titans Go comic. Uh, other things, plus I, w- I want to rant about the Batman comics later on, sadly. I am not really interested in the uh, James Tian, what is it, Tinian or Tian's comic? His run on Batman. So sit back, relax, and uh, let's play the intro. Microphone and sources. Uh, sorry, I'm just kind of like looking through stuff on the uh, studio thing. They got the microphone and uh, sources and stuff. I want to try out this one. Let's see. Um, mic and front panel, uh, stereo mix, microphone. Kind of crazy things. Anyway. I'm not going to mess with it. <laughs> so, let's turn down the uh, thing. And let's turn up the microphone thing. Hair. So, it could be a little louder. Yeah, because it's raining outside. For those who can hear anything in the background, it's it's raining. And it's going to turn to snow and crazy shit. I cannot... I, I don't like snow. I, I don't really look forward to it. So... Anyway. Uh, recently, of course, for those who don't know, yesterday we talked about... Holy shit! 
There's a big fucking dog running loose. Yeah, I wish my neighbors can keep their damn dogs on a leash. Like, I'm so fucking tired of neighbors. I'm... I know I'm distracted by it, but I am tired of my fucking neighbors. Like, they let their damn dogs run loose, and then you have to hear this whole fucking hollering and yelling for their dog and shit. It's like, yeah, if you can't take responsibilities by putting your dog on a fucking leash or getting off your lazy ass and walk your fucking dog, then don't have dogs. It's kind of like kids. If you don't have responsibilities to take care of them, then don't have them. Don't have kids. Like, I am so, like, tired of my... So... Anyway, enough with the rant. Hopefully they get their dog on a leash and stuff. Speaking of uh, keeping things on a leash and respecting other things, other people's yards and other things, the Birds of Prey fans sabotaging Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> a few fans of the Birds of Prey that exist actually so triggered by the film's poor performance that they are attempting to sabotage the opening weekend of the family-friendly Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Hello. So after the long intro, um... A few fans of the Birds of Prey are planning to sabotage the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, a family-friendly movie. Apparently, they want families to go see Birds of Prey, I guess. Uh, Birds of Prey absolutely tanked last weekend at the box office, just like everybody said. Well, me, you know. I, I know, because I... My, uh... My messages on my Twitter got blowing up out of proportion. Even to the point, I'm not making this fucking up. <laughs> the person who threatened to sue... threatened to sue the show... <laughs> messaged... the show Twitter... on a different account. Apparently... this person... I'm going to say person because, one, she looks like a dude. And, you know, I don't want to be insulting. <laughs> but I got, like, this crazy fucking message on the Twitter uh, thing. Because I was, like, I was blown up Twitter, apparently. I was, like, writing a lot of things on Twitter about the uh, Lori Vallow case for those who don't know, Lori Vallow uh, her children disappeared 
disappeared last September. And she ain't telling anybody where the fuck those kids went. Oh, she got remarried after her husband got after her husband died. Her husband got murdered. And her first husband was murdered. Her second husband died. And her brother died. Her brother shot her first husband. No. Yeah, no. He didn't. Did he shoot him? I think he did. I don't remember. But, um... And her husband died. And she married this guy named Chad Daybell. And Chad Daybell, his wife died for unknown reasons. She was found dead in her sleep. And he got married right after, married Lori Vallow after his wife died. And nobody knows what the fuck happened to her kids. Her son and daughter. Nobody knows. And his son has autism. And everybody's like, where the fuck is that boy at? Nobody knows. And now recently they found the daughter's cell phone. With the pictures of her and Chad Daybell married, getting, you know, their, you know, their wedding. And I was just like, thinking like one the thing is like she hosted a podcast about the end of the world she was a doomsday prepper he wrote a lot of books about the apocalypse because you know they're Mormons the Mormon apocalypse apparently um, and she hosted a podcast and they were communicating apparently through emails and everybody including myself is wondering first how long have we been talking? And two, where the fuck did all her podcast episodes go? Because the person that she co-hosted the podcast with deleted them all. And I'm asking the question of, on Twitter, like, what happened to those podcasts? So here's what I wrote. One person responded when to this question I asked. Does anybody find it weird that none of the big news channels aren't looking deep, looking deeper into the Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell? I mean, we haven't... I mean, why haven't they interviewed them, or his kids, or his wife's friends and family, or the wife's friends and family, or look into her podcast that she hosted, What the Fuck? And I wrote this one, Chad Daybell's kids, why haven't any of them come forward to talk about their dad? I mean, any kid would defend their parent if they were suspected of killing the other parent. The podcast Lori Vallow co-hosted. I really want to know what they talked about. Why did they delete all the episodes she was on? They can't say for those kids. She must have been saying some crazy shit. They didn't see the warning signs. And they didn't see the warning signs. So I was like asking all these fucking questions. Like A lot of these things just don't make sense. The police didn't investigate the the wife's death his wife's the first wife his first wife's death they didn't look in they got his computers they didn't even look into them what is going on with this case and first it's like they asked her this was like in December this has been I think it was in December they uh, requested her to bring the kids, the missing kids. Like she said, like, oh, my kids are missing. They're, they're with me. They're with me on Hawaii Island. They gave her a timeline. Okay, bring in those kids. 
to show everybody that they are alive and they are fine and safe. She didn't fucking do it. Instead, she disappeared. And now, they found her. What the fuck is going on with this? I'm sorry. If you are suspected of... This, like, here's the thing. Like, I... I judge people for this. I mean, I went from prejudging her ass like hell to like, she is guilty as fuck. <laughs> that is just it. And I know that we're supposed to talk about the po- uh, comic book podcast, you know, the comic books and stuff. But I, 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 this case, I have become obsessed with this case. I am like following this trend on Twitter of like, what the fuck is going on with this? And now, my, my favorite dude from Dateline, the white hair dude, I call him the white hair fox. That dude will hunt down every piece of information like a fox. That motherfucker is interviewing all these people. I forget his name, but he is on Dateline. Uh, not Lester the Molester Holt. That motherfucker can't get anything out of anybody. Uh, <laughs> by the way, that joke is from Grand Theft Auto, where Trevor calls Lester, Lester the Molester. <laughs> And ever since, like, 2016, I just made that joke about Lester Holt because I can't take him serious <laughs> as a journalist. So the white-haired dude is going to interview every friend, every connection and friend to Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell. He is going to interview everybody. I cannot wait <laughs> to see this. Because that dude is going to get every information. He's going to make every person who is friends with her shady as fuck. (laughs) They're all going to be like her. They're going to be a shady bitch. And I cannot wait just to sit there and watch this. Because this dude is the best journalist ever. I am happy he's not doing politics. Because I don't care about politics. I cannot wait to see him interview these people. I can't wait for him to go to Hawaii. Like get him the Magnum, the Magnum Hawaiian shirt, the fake mustache, the Detroit Tiger cap, and send him after them. I cannot wait because <laughs> this is going to be awesome just to see what happens in this Dateline episode. So I'm I I, DV, I DVR'd it. I, I recorded it because I'm just like I have to see this. I told my dad. My dad watches Dateline with me, and he's like, I can't fucking wait. <laughs> he goes, I cannot wait. We gotta know what happened. <laughs> like me and him will sit there and watch these shows for for no for no reason. Sometimes we even talk through them because we just like debate. Like we go to the Law and Order trial. <laughs> we already have a trial for these people. A majority, like ninety nine point nine percent of the time, they come out guilty. The one percent is the guy who was framed by Pam Huff for murdering his wife. That dude was innocent. Everyone in Missouri knew that dude was innocent. Everyone knew that Pam Huff was fucking crazy. Like, if you look like Nick Nolte in your mugshot, you are guilty. <laughs> like, like you are guilty. But everybody knew that dude was innocent. Nobody. Everybody, like, the defense attorney did a good job and outmatched the prosecutor. The prosecutor was fucking dumb. 
the cops investigating it were fucking dumb. They needed me to to be a consultant. They need me to be Patrick Jane on this case, man. By the way, for those who've never seen it, Mentalist was created by uh, Bruno Heller, who created Gotham. After he left, Mentalist had just kind of went downhill. It just went downhill quickly. After he left, because he left to do uh, Gotham. He was just, like, out the door. <laughs> like, so... Anyway, I, I, I cannot wait for this. I... I've been following this case. This case is kind of like the... It was like the Pam Huff case for me, but it was also like the... uh, God, what was that one dude's name? Um, It was the Colorado case. The dude who... um, He was guilty as shit. Uh, He killed his pregnant wife and his two daughters. And that motherfucker was guilty. It's like, dude, you had the perfect life. life. You had... You know, the wife, the kids, the picket fence, the house, and like you fucking threw that down the toilet for some tramp. It's like you were a piece of shit. You were guilty of that one, man. So I, I always hate cases when they're where they, when they involve kids because it's like it's like you know they're a kid, like especially the boy. The boy is autistic. It's like, and the thing about it is like if she fucking killed that poor kid she should be tried in Texas like if you are guilty for killing somebody they will kill you in Texas they will they will send you to death not past death you do not go past go to collect $200 you go past death row right to the chair man you're done but for me you know this case is kind of like you know, it's it's a weird case. It, it's just it's weird how they don't talk about it much on the news. Instead, it's all about Trump, 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 Democrats, Democrats, Democrats. New Hampshire primary. It's like every second I hear about the politics of twenty twenty election, I am right now to the point where I don't fucking care about the election. I am not voting. I am not voting. I am like done with this with this election. Like I am just flat out done. Like I am not voting. <laughs> I am like if I have to vote, I am voting for the governor thing just to get rid of the farm boy who's governor now. <laughs> That's it. I would just hand it in to be like but the president like I don't fucking care. <laughs> Get the illiterate farm boy out of the governor's mansion. <laughs> he banned the Hobbit. You do not ban Smeagol. You are guilty. You do not ban the precious. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lord of the Rings, by the way. I, yeah. Smeagol loves the precious. <laughs> Call him. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I, I just like I, I am right now at the point where I just don't I just really don't care about the election 2020 or anything I, I just don't feel like voting you could try to talk me into voting I just I'm right now at the point where I don't care <laughs> I really don't care anymore that's sad though it's like they play they play all these stupid ass like they don't even play like the 
Bernie or or uh, Buttigieg or uh, I'm not making that up. That's a dude's name. Um, they don't even or Joe Biden. Like Biden's fucking crazy. Um, like they don't play any of their like um, election videos, like their TV ads and stuff. Like I remember George Bush. W's election, uh, W's video, they played it in Spanish. <laughs> I, I, I remember, I'm trying to remember what he said. Like, it stood out to me because he spoke Spanish. And I laughed because I did not speak Spanish. <laughs> I, it, it's not racist or anything. It's just like I laughed because, like, you have the most. The dude cannot even. Fin- the dude who cannot even say correctly, uh, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. He basically said, he broke that term by simply saying, fool me once, fool me can't get fooled again. <laughs> That's basically what he said. And everyone's just like looking at him like, dude, you just said it wrong. <laughs> you said the most simple thing <laughs> in the English language wrong. <laughs> like... But he was crazy, though. He he, he he was a cartoon character, but he was crazy, insane. But anyway. Uh, anyway, let's get to the comic book news. Something fun. I just... I I, I just sort of, like... I wanted to talk about the, the, the Lori Vallow case thing. It was kind of like insanity and stuff. But anyway, uh, the crazy person that threatened to sue the show for... For um, the Suicide Squad review, somehow uh, tweeted about the box office disaster. It's a disaster. Um, A Birds of Prey, simply writing... Your review of Suicide Squad and criticizing Birds of Prey have destroyed my movie and possibly my career. <laughs> and you will be you will be dealt with legal actions for legal actions for uh, I am just like my mind's like poof because I was talking about the Lori Vallow case and my mind just went blank right after what I was planning on saying about the uh, Birds of Prey Sonic the Hedgehog thing like that case is just bizarre like if you ever like check out the video on YouTube of uh, I think it was this chapter or that chapter I forget something chapter (laughs) this or that chapter um he talks about the uh, Lori Vallow case, and it's like the most insane thing ever. It's like Chad Daybell's books. Like most of his books he wrote were like the the like uh, the uh, end times, the revelation end times, and stuff. Like they were like he was like really into it. Like so was she. Like. To the point of like making a podcast dedicated and prepping for the biblical apocalypse and stuff, and it was just the most insane thing ever. And I'm a Christian, and 
for me, like, hearing some of this stuff is kind of freaky at times. Because you don't know what's going to happen, you know? It's like, it's in, it's in someone's hands, and it's not in your hands to deal with the actions and consequences of things. But, I mean, it reminded me of uh, the show I used to watch as a teenager called Doomsday Prepper. Doomsday Preppers or something. Like, I laughed at these people. <laughs> and now, I am now partner into a Costco membership with my dad buying bulk items. It's funny now laughing at them. It was funny then laughing at them, and it's now, like... Not funny now because you're buying a big ass bulk of Tide laundry detergent and a big ass bulk of toilet paper. So <laughs> it's funny now to think that, but damn it, when it comes down to toilet paper and the survival times, you need that toilet paper. I'm not. I am not wiping my ass with a leaf. I want some. You know. You know. I want some soft toilet paper. The toilet paper that the three blue bears say that is soft and comfortable for the behind. I need that toilet paper. <laughs> so, who's the prepper now? Like, it's kind of the thing I'm saying. <laughs> but, damn it, I love my toilet paper. <laughs> I'm like Bobby Hill in that episode of King of the Hill. Where... <laughs> He has the toilet... He gets toilet paper for Christmas. <laughs> it's like... The greatest gift ever. <laughs> like... It's just... For me, that's how it is. So... Um, anyway... Uh, the, the, the message was basically... I am threatened to not talk more about the Birds of Prey film, you know, giving defamation of character of how film is. And the thing is, I have not seen Birds of Prey. Like I said, I basically said that in past episodes, I am not going to go see it. I have no interest to see it because it just does not appeal to me. And that's the thing about it. And the thing is, a lot of these um, fans, I assume is the word, they are more, they really are more about girl power triumphing the box office instead of creating a film that appeals to a universal audience and stuff. And that's the thing about it, so... Anyway, uh, they want to go target the family-friendly Sonic the Hedgehog movie, Birds of Prey, absolutely tanked at the box office, which led to Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie's toxic fandom talking to social media, taking to social media to lie about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie and attempt to get people to stop watching it when it opens this Valentine's Day weekend in theaters. Twitter user LS Mark, what a Mark, took screenshots of some of... I'm just kidding. Now, the person who is uh, LS Mark took screenshots of tweets noting that Birds of Prey fans seeing the Sonic the Hedgehog movie as a threat to their dumb Harley Quinn movie flopping at the box office trying to spread lies 
about Sonic the Hedgehog movie to make people not want to go see it. It's the funniest thing I have ever seen in a while. The person known as S. Mark wrote. Um, I want to read these tweets what people are saying about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Because, I mean, for me, it's kind of interesting to to see what is said. Unless I have to go on my phone to read it. Uh, let's see. I like the um, the profile picture. It's pretty cool. Um, here's what one person wrote. Blind rights activist. <laughs> Blind rights activist is the name of one person. Uh, let's see. Cool, I got a new follower uh, who is a fellow Battlehawks fan. Alright. I love Battlehawks, by the way. By the way, I, I, I know a lot of people ask me, like, did you watch the Oscars? Which is a lot of questions a lot of people ask me, because they want my opinion about the, uh, crazy speeches that they gave. Like Joaquin Phoenix talking about a cow's milk. I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> and I said no, because I was watching my team, the Battlehawks, play. And they they kicked ass. Like, they... It was exciting to watch football. Like, I... For those who don't know, like, before I did the show, like, I was a huge fucking football fan. Like, I, I I still am a football fan. Like, I know a lot about football and stuff, like, and stuff. And, you know, for me, like, I was, a lot of people, like, you know, like, one person asked me, like, oh, you're from St. Louis. Like, what were you more upset about? The Rams leaving L.A. or Albert Pujols leaving? the Cardinals to play for the Angels. I, and I said, like, the one thing I was more upset about was Albert Pujols, one of my favorite baseball players of all time, leaving my favorite team in the world to go play for the Angels. And I was more upset about that because I watched Albert play from his beginning years of for the Cardinals to his last year as a Cardinal. And... For me, I was more sad and upset about that because it's tradition. Like, he, you know, he has number five right next to number six. Stan Musial, the greatest baseball player that ever lived. And that, to me, was, like, more of disheartening to see him leave to go play for the Angels, which means that, you know, we don't get to see him play that much. I watched him play... For the Angels once, I stayed up to like past midnight to watch his game and stuff, and it just wasn't the same guy that I watched for years play. And for me, it was just kind of sad to see him like batting, I think two hundred in his average, because usually he bats like over three hundred, and he just doesn't hustle like he used to down the baseline when he hit. And stuff like he, he just didn't look the same. And now he's like, I think, pushing 40. And it's like, shit, dude, like, you know, you're going to be retiring soon. And it's sad that he isn't going to retire as a Cardinal and stuff. Like, 
now, like, after he retires, he has a 10-year personal service contract to the Los Angeles Angels, which means that he is not going to have anything to do with St. Louis or the Cardinals at all anymore. Like, he's just, after he's done, he's going to continue being with the Los Angeles Angels. And I think that's why I have such a hatred more towards Los Angeles. Because... Like, you took one of my favorite baseball players, and it's like, you know, I didn't really give a shit about the Rams leaving. Like, the the Rams that I grew up watching, they're all gone. Like, one's in a, now in the Hall of Fame <laughs> as a St. Louis Ram, Isaac Bruce, the greatest wide receiver that ever played. <laughs> and, you know, for me, like, that team, the greatest show on turf, which broke down quickly. Um, like, I mean, they broke down quickly. Like, they just kind of broke down uh, quicker than expected. Like, you thought they would dominate for years, and they just kind of broke down. Um, that Rams was my team, the greatest show on turf. The Rams that left was the Rams that just didn't care. They just did not care about St. Louis or anything, really. <clears throat> but either way, like, if they... Either way, Kroenke was going to move the Rams. If they were going to stay, or were they going to go? Like, e either way, Kroenke was going to go out the door with that team, and just... Now it's like... They choked at the Super Bowl. <laughs> so anyway, let's read the uh, Blind Activist. By the way, I love that name, Blind Activist. I don't even think she's blind. <laughs> I love this one. This is the name, Blind Activist. And this is the first sentence that she says. I took my husband and two sons to go see Sonic the Hedgehog. Blind Activist went to go see Sonic the Hedgehog. How does a blind person go see a movie? Just a question. To go see Sonic the Hedgehog and was appalled to hear homophobic slurs used throughout the movie. Luckily, Birds of Prey was shown in the next room and my family had a much better experience. First off, time out. How the fuck do you take your two sons? I'm assuming they're kids, you know. How do you take them into Birds of Prey? And first off, um, let's see. Your husband, son, two sons. Um, tickets are like $10. So that's like 40 bucks. And you went to go see Sonic the Hedgehog, which, by the way, I love the hashtag Sonic the Hedgehog. And it's like the little, has Sonic like running. I love that. That is adorable. Um, <laughs> And you went to go see Birds of Prey, so that's like $80. Plus, you had to buy popcorn and soda for your kids and candy. Because, you know, kids like candy, so. Like, I was never a candy person when I, when I went to go see movies and stuff. Like, I had popcorn <laughs> and stuff. Like, that was just me as a kid. Like, I just did not like candy that much. But, I mean, I do. I mean, from time to time. Alright, let's see. Here's three right here. Two Harley Quinn photos. Here's the thing. Like, one thing I want to point out. 
and stuff is anytime someone has like a photo of a character that they love the death they usually talk about <coughs> other mediums sorry about that about that character and I got by the way I got a little bit of the bubbly <laughs> uh, it's uh, cherry I had cranberry this morning I had the cranberry bubbly I had to put like cranberry juice in it like I said so anyway when you talk about characters like you talk about the other mediums of it like the animation or comic books majority of these people who talk about Harley Quinn my microphone cord got tangled up <clears throat> it's really good by the way <laughs> um, they had lemon one I tried the lemon lemon bubbly I'd be honest with you it tasted like pine salt not not pine salt. It tasted like lemon pledge, <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> like, just like how awful it is. But the one I enjoy the most, the most, uh, the one I enjoy the most is the peach one. The peach one is really good because I love peaches. I just, you know, I just, you know, peaches are great. By the way, especially when you bite into one. And take a chunk out of it. It's like really good. Yeah. So. Anyway. Here's uh, what some of the people said. Uh, this person literally. Like. <clears throat> this person here named. Ulyssia. Literally took the same quote. Same experience that she had from blind activists. Here it is. I took my my husband and two sons to go see Sonic the Hedgehog and was appalled to hear homophobic slurs used throughout the movie. Luckily, Birds of Prey was showing right next... right, right in the next room, and my family had a much better experience. <clears throat> Does that sound familiar? It sounds like blind activists. Here's one named, I'm not making this up, Harley Quinn's gay best friend at Cancer... Cancer Tings? Whatever that name is. <clears throat> Here's what this person said. This person had... This person really must have had a horrible, horrible experience. Sorry, my throat's kind of... <clears throat> sounding pretty bad, but, you know... But you get when your cat decides to <clears throat> give herself a bath right in front of you and stuff. Alright, this person must have had a horrible experience. I mean, I feel bad. I was a victim of a horrible hate crime while in theater watching Sonic the Hedgehog where these white men called me a fag and spit on me. Going to see Birds of Prey made me feel safe to go to the movies again. That's right. Birds of Prey made that person feel safe and secure. Damn it, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <clears throat> By the way, I'm sorry for using the word fag. I know I'm going to be 
flagged by uh, YouTube for that, but it's on Twitter, okay? I don't know what to say. <clears throat> that that was just horrible to hear that. <laughs> Since my kids walked out of the middle mid screening of Sonic the Hedgehog without me, I went to go look for them. I found them in the Birds of Prey screening instead. <laughs> I'm sorry. No kids could go into a rated R movie. No kid. Because the movie theater workers would be like, you gotta leave. This movie's R-rated. And stuff. That, like, there's no fucking way in planet Earth that could happen. No way. I'm sorry. Here's the next person. I went to watch Sonic the Hedgehog with my little brother. There were a few racist and homophobic scenes. So because we walked out, we went to see Birds of Prey and we loved it. My brother said we should... Oh my god. This is what one person said. This sounds like an exaggeration. The person said, my brother said we should all be gay and do crime. Whatever you do, do not watch Sonic the Hedgehog. These people are fucking stupid. These people are just dumb. Alright. Again, this person had the same experience as Blind's activist. I took my husband and two sons to go see Sonic the Hedgehog, and we were appalled to hear homophobic slurs used throughout the movie. Luckily, Birds of Prey was shown in the next room, and my family had a much better experience. Oh my god. These people are just like... These people are dumb. I can't believe they managed to ruin a childhood hero with Sonic. Hashtag Sonic movie. The way they portrayed the character is completely different from what we know and love. I suggest you all to watch B.O.P. Birds of Prey. An awesome movie with well-known characters where things are done right. Oh my god. These people are just... These people are fucking dumb. And one person wrote, Sonic the Hedgehog isn't even in theaters. One person wrote... Oh, it's kind of funny, though. I went to go see Sonic the Hedgehog. Anyway. 
Like, the movie's not even in theaters yet, but, you know, these people apparently time-traveled to another dimension where Sonic, you know, says homophobic slurs and Paul's family and children, you know, families and people. <clears throat> you know, I, I bet Mario was right about Sonic the Hedgehog and stuff. So, anyway. S uh, sorry, Birds of Prey fans are toxic SJWs. <clears throat> Checking out a few tweets of the toxic Birds of Prey movie fans who make up vocal a vo make up a vocal masculine shows shows that they attempt to curb conservative fans and families and desire to see Sonic as conserv as the conservative audience is to blame by the deadline for not supporting Birds of Prey simply because it was a female centric movie not to the fact that they are basically a woke film here's the classic saying you go woke you go broke that's simple that's how it is look at Star Wars <laughs> yeah it made over a billion you know over hundreds of millions of dollars but it doesn't make up for the fans opinions of the film that they went to go see well, it makes absolute no sense to how toxic they will go, and is the lies about Sonic the Hedgehog as are, are about homophobic scenes, while the villain of Birds of Prey, Black Mask, and Victor Zaz are confirmed to be gay characters. Now, while the number of lies have been posted on Twitter, Sonic may be small, but it goes to show that they will target an audience for Birds of Prey's why the movie while the movie fails. I mean, here's the thing. Like, Sonic the Hedgehog actually looks... Actually looks like a really good film. I mean, I ain't gonna go see it in theaters. I'm one of those people who would rather wait for it to come out <laughs> than go see it in theaters. I completely agree. They are, they, they are stupid people on the Birds of Prey thing. Like, they will... I mean, like, you're targeting a kid's movie... <laughs> But here's the thing about it. Sonic has a huge market. Has a huge, big market for fans. And they will go see it. I mean, once a kid sees a trailer or a TV spot of Sonic, sees a blue uh, hedgehog running really fast, kids are going to go see it. <laughs> They're going to want to go see this and stuff. And... That's the thing about it. It's like, you know, fans are going to go see it. And the thing about Birds of Prey is, it does not look good. I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't care how much money they put into it or how much they touch, you know, your, your feelings and stuff. You know, people... There's a, a sad part is... Here's the thing. There's a few people in the world that just do not care about your feelings. Your wokeness. <laughs> and Birds of Prey <clears throat> is going to be one of those films that 
there's not going to be a lot of people go see it. Like as someone who's in their fifties and sixties, they aren't going to go go. They aren't going to go see Birds of Prey. <laughs> Families are not going to take their kids to go see Birds of Prey. I mean, shit. You know, I ain't going to go see Birds of Prey, of course, but it doesn't mean I'm going to say like, hey, you know, you shouldn't take your kids to go see it. If your kids are going to go see it, then your kids are going to go see it. But here's also the other thing. None of the characters are appealing. I mean, some of the marketing and trailer of it, you didn't even know much about Black Canary or Huntress at all in the film. It was all about Harley Quinn. That's what the whole film's about. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. And stuff. And stuff. Sorry, I had to burp. <laughs> but the thing about it is the story... The thing is, people don't like the story. Because the story is weak. It is a weak story. You have a weak storyline. You have a villain that people never heard of. Like, if you put the Joker as the villain of Birds of Prey, then, you know, people would go see it. Or if you put Harvey Dent, Two-Face, in it, then people would go see it. If you put, you know, a villain that people know about. No one does not know who Black Mask is. The only people that know who Black Mask is is people like me or you or any, you know, my Catwoman. Everyone knows who Black Mask is. The huge majority of people who don't go to a comic book shop don't know who the fuck Black Mask is. They don't know who Victor Zaz is. Unless they watch Gotham. Then if they did, they would look at this guy and be like, that ain't Victor Zaz. Like, he's bald, he has scars and everything. That's the thing about it. It's like, you, you made a film... Like, you made a film that people just don't know what it's about. Like, if you watch the trailer... You will hear more about Harley Quinn and her breakup with Joker than you do about anything in the film. And here's the thing about it. Like, you have uh, Renee Montoya, who's not even the question in the film. <laughs> like, if she was the question, then yeah, it would be appealing because you have a person with no face. No facial features. People would find that, like, alright, I'll go see that. But if you had, like... um. I'm going to use, like, for example, um, this actress. If you cast, like, Evan Rachel Wood to play Batwoman, and she, like, appeared at the end of the trailer, you would get people to go see it, because they're like, oh, shit, Batwoman's in it, and you have a good actress playing Batwoman. Like, Evan Rachel Wood is, like, my... Evan Rachel Wood is not my choice, but it's my niece's choice. Like, my niece is a... My niece is... My second oldest niece is a Batwoman fan. And she was like, Evan, Evan Rachel Wood would be great to play Batwoman. And I didn't even think of it. I was like, wow, that is a really good choice. <laughs> like, I didn't even think of it. She was just like, I seen like this awesome photo like someone made of Evan Rachel Wood as Batwoman. I thought like, that would be awesome. And I thought like, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> like, see, I did not even think of Evan Rachel Wood as Batwoman. My niece did. Like, she was just, she's a huge Batwoman fan, but she likes to show. But, you know, she thought Evan Rachel would be great as Batwoman. And I thought, like, yeah, it would. <laughs> so, like, if you had, like, Batwoman show up at the end of the trailer, yeah, you would get people to go see it. Because it'd be like, oh, Batwoman's going to be in it. 
that would be the one thing. But they didn't. They didn't even like. Like the thing about it is, it just does not look. It sadly just did not appeal to everybody. It just didn't. Like you didn't even have like some of the Bat family members show up in the the film. Like you didn't even have them like pop up in the background or something like the explosion of Ace Chemicals. You would have Batman there. Batman would show up and be like, what the fuck just happened? And he would investigate it. You didn't even get that in the film. You didn't even get any of it. You didn't even get Jim Gordon to give a shit to be in the film. Or Harvey Bullock. No one. No one. It was just like a Gotham without a Batman. And we already had that movie. And that movie turned out better. (laughs) That was the Joker. Like, he had Bruce Wayne show up. In a couple scenes, but he was just a kid, and that was it. So, the thing about it is, Birds of Prey sadly was one of those films that just it didn't. I mean, maybe one day later down the road, it'd be like one of those films that people would talk about. <clears throat> I hate it, yeah. But you know probably like later down the road it'll be one of those films that people will like talk about like the possibility of what could have been and I I even said it before like Joker not not Joker but Suicide Squad was like one of those films that what could have been and what should have been and didn't happen and that's the thing about it like it's one of those films like it'll be one of those films like what could have been great for it and maybe like one day down the road we'll do an episode we'll talk about it and just be like this should have been in this scene this what should have happened and that didn't happen so it's sad though like but in a way it, it, it's done for the greater good <laughs> they were talking about the, the possibilities of a Harley Quinn trilogy and after Birds of Prey it would be Gotham City Sirens and Gotham City Sirens versus the Birds of Prey with Harley Quinn. Be glad it didn't happen. <laughs> that would have been a disaster. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Superman and Lois has more leaks, including major death and a villain. Following earlier plot leaks of the now called now claimed Superman and Lois. The pilot sees a major death with the villain also said to be leaked. Spoilers follows. The early plot leaks have made mention that Paul Kent Jonathan Kent will already be deceased by the start of the series. According to the rumor, Ma Kent will be killed off in the pilot episode Really? You're going to just kill off the mom? This movie... This show sounds... Awful. It's claiming that the... That the kill... Killing off a of Maul Kent... Will be the way to bring... Uh, bring back Clark... And Superman to Smallville for the series. As Maul Kent tells... Superman... He has... He has... He... Um, tells Superman as he speeds home... Clark... 
It's time to come home. It sounds like something out of fucking Walton's. <laughs> I hate that show. <laughs> I, I know it sounds mean, but I never liked the Waltons. The Waltons never had a happy moment <laughs> in the show. It was all sad. Regarding to the major villain of Superman and Lois, it is said that Morgan Edge, play, who was played by Adam Pissarda, who appeared in Heroes and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., will be who was in a few episodes of Supergirl. It's said that Morgan Edge and his Galaxy Broadcasting Company buys the Daily Planet where Edge starts to put his own people in positions of employment that sees him butt heads with Lois Lane. Worth a mention that she earlier leaks mentioned that Clark Kent and most of the Daily Planet staff would be laid off but not Lois. So this is new information and seems to fit. To further it's further said that Edge has a stake in Smallville. He is buying up old mines and various properties, which leads Lois Lane investigating him. Time out. Why does it sound like a... Why does it sound like something out of Smallville? Shit, this is like something out of Smallville. Where Lex Luthor owns like a lot of stuff, and Luthor Corp owns like a lot of stuff in Smallville, like the farms and mines and all that. This is like something out of Smallville. Smallville did this. They, they basically ripped off Smallville. They are that fucking lazy to rip off, to rip off the show Smallville. This, this is dumb. This is like something out of an episode. Hold on, let me look it up. Alright, I'm looking it up. Hold on. <clears throat> I know a lot of people are going to get annoyed with that. Me clearing my throat. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, they owned a fertilizing plant uh, and other branches in uh, underground labs hitting uh, meteor rocks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they owned they owned a rundown fertilizing factory. Uh, yeah, and this one. Uh, in the early uh, parts of the pilot of Smallville, they uh, Luther Corp owns like they buy like a bunch of like farmlands and stuff. And Jonathan Kent was like the one person who refused to sell. So basically, they ripped off 
small small villainous part where Morgan Edge buys like a shit ton of property and uh, in the comics Morgan Edge happens to be the leader of the Inner Gang, a organized crime group armed with technologies supplied by villainous uh, the villainous new gods of the planet Apocalypse, Dark Side and or uh, yeah, Dark Side. And stuff. According to new details, Superman and Lois series will include Lois and Clark having twin sons, and that General Lane will appear, and Lana Lang and her family are are, are also involved, and the twins Superman's sons have been cast. This show just sounds awful. <laughs> this show just sounds horrendous. I. I do not like the show. I don't, I don't even. I haven't even had. I I would say this. I don't really want to see it. Uh, let's read the comments of some people say. I really hope that that the super stay-at-home dad isn't yet another weak male character who needs to deal with his toxic masculinity. Whereas the real hero of the show is Lois Lane, who is the best at ever. They both will be equally badass, I assume. One person wrote, Not in 2020, the male character must always play second fiddle to the female counterpart. Who is always superior, superior intelligent, superior morals, superior abilities, etc. This is, well, by even pretend... Soups will be completely helpless without Lois. It is a C- CW series, after all. Look at what they did to Oliver and what they're still doing to Barry. <laughs> that is true, by the way. Like, Oliver Queen was like a complete weak link. Like, I don't even know how people like who watched the CW era will always say, like, Oliver Queen is... You know, equal to Batman. <laughs> I just had to like laugh. I had to like walk away and like laugh <laughs> and just be like, "Are you sure about that?" <laughs> like the Oliver Queen in the Justice League Unlimited was more of a badass, but he still got owned by Batman. Even in the, um... I mean, I'll admit, like Stephen, I do see what people say. Like Stephen Amell is the best Green Arrow. Because, like, Justin Hartley and Smallville was kind of a douchebag. Far from it. <laughs> you know, so... I, I just, I sort of, like, laugh at the idea, like... Like... Like, the one thing that just made no sense, like, this is, like, the one thing that happened, like... The last episode I ever watched of Arrow was when they were meeting... Rash al Ghul, or Rage, Rage al Ghul. And, like, in one point in the show, they have, like, Oliver Queen and Felicity have sex. And I remember just watching the show, I'm like, is this really fucking necessary? I know, I know somewhere the Tumblr fangirls of Arrow are just probably like, oh my god, they did it. They finally did it. And I know somewhere they're just like, that way. I'm just sitting there going, is this really fucking necessary? Like, he's in a mansion of a 
an assassin leader. Is it really fucking necessary? Like, somewhere Batman would be like, alright, I'm gonna find whatever the fuck is going on, and I'm gonna kick the shit out of that motherfucker. Like, that's somewhere Batman is thinking. My last episode is where he gets... He got beat up and fell from a rock with a sword in his body. Yeah, I remember that one. I remember just watching it. Yeah, they kill him off. And all of a sudden, they have to use, like, the uh, pit to, like, resurrect him. (laughs) Which was dumb. (laughs) At that point, I was just like, somewhere in his mind, he's like, I hope I just stay fucking dead. (laughs) And I don't come back. (laughs) You know? Like, that was like, I remember seeing that, and that was like the dumbest moment in the show. (laughs) I was thinking, like, Ivan Drago. He dies. <laughs> what, did, what did Ivan Drago say? He he, he talked about um, where he, Ivan Drago beat the shit out of uh, Rocky's mentor. Which was really funny, by the way, because... Um, Best lines, he says. Uh, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> that was the quote Ivan Drago said. But my favorite one is, I must break you. <laughs> like, by the way, here's a fun fact for those who don't know. Dolph Lundgren, who played He-Man, by the way, punched Sylvester Stallone so hard... Stallone had to be in the hospital for four days. And as the person, as Stallone said, it was like him getting punched by Dolph Lundgren was like getting hit by a truck. And somewhere in my mind, I'm thinking like, why the fuck did they not cast uh, Dolph Lundgren into Dark Knight Rises? (laughs) You know, you know that like, like that was the most insane thing ever. Like, Longram's like 6'5", and he's like, you know, a you know, big dude. And it's just like, why didn't they not cast him, like, as, like, Bane's, um... I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, you know, Rachel Gould was his mentor, but Bane's, um... advisor and stuff. Like, why didn't they do that? Like, that would have been awesome. <laughs> you know, but, uh, the... One thing, that was, like, the most insane thing ever. And, it, and the funny thing about it was Stallone had to fight with his insurance company because <laughs> they didn't believe his story of him getting punched in the chest. And Stallone was, like... They were like they, th- they said, like, he got hit by a truck and Stallone pointed at Lundgren, like, yeah, I got hit by a truck. He's standing right there. <laughs> it was just, like, the most insane thing... The, the most insane thing ever. And uh, Apollo Creed... That's who uh, Longrum killed uh, in the movie Rocky. Um, like Longrum actually punched the actor who played Apollo Creed, and he flew three feet across from him <laughs> after getting punched <laughs> and stuff. And <laughs> it was a boxing movie. That was like the most funny thing about it. So I, I, I just I thought it was so interesting. And there was a movie. Um, 
that they made um, a short film called Batman Dead End and Sylvester Stallone was actually going to play Batman and Mark Hamill was going to play Joker in that short film and Stallone was a big Batman fan and he wanted to play Batman um, which I thought would have been so cool you know instead of hey Adrian it'd be hey Salida <laughs> like I would have been I would have been like take my money <laughs> I want to see that <laughs> like Stallone could still play Batman in a way like he could play like the older Bruce Wayne Batman like if there was ever like a Batman Beyond film I know a lot of people want to see Michael Keaton but as a fan like of the 89 and 89 Batman and Batman Returns I do not want to see him play as retired Bruce Wayne because in my mind I'm thinking like the Batman that as a kid who was obsessed with Batman Returns and the 89 Batman who literally believed that Michael Keaton is Batman I don't want to see him in a chair in a Batcave not being Batman like for me I, I don't want to see that like I just rather have the memory of him as Batman in the awesome bat suit than than anything really. Like so like if I ever had to like choose someone to see as the older Bruce Wayne Batman for like Batman Beyond, I want Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> like like that dude like he could like still like he could still go, have the look like he could still go as Batman, but can't and stuff like that was the thing I kind of had the problem with Crisis on Infinite Earths was Kevin Conroy just did not look like Batman he just looked like a skinny theater actor in my opinion so that was just the problem I had with Crisis I know a lot of people loved it but yeah but I will say this like reading some of the uh Lois and the Superman and Lois show. I I don't know how fans can be so excited for the show. Like, if you're a Superman fan, like you really deserve a better show than what CW is going to get you. You know, like to think about it. Like, it's Superman. It's Superman. Like, you would think, like, if Superman was such an important character for WB, you would think, like, they would be like, okay, you know, we're going to do a Superman show, but we're going to do it on HBO Max. Like, you would think that. Like, you would think, like, they would want to make a, you know, 30 or 40 minute show for fans. Like, you would think that. But honestly, it's right now to the point where. I am going to believe that WB really doesn't give a shit about Superman. Like, they don't really care. Like, it's funny, though, how protective they are of Batman, which you really can't blame them, because look what they did with Batman and Batwoman. (laughs) Like, they made Batman quit. Like, he quit and walked away from Gotham and stuff. Like, that to me, like, I don't mind Batwoman in the comics, but 
the show I just find disrespectful, you know, to Batman. So, anyway, we're going to read the... Um, We're gonna, I want to find this one book, by the way. Like, I was flipping through the Titans book before the show. I want to find this one book called Dear Justice League, which is written by Michael Northrop. Northrop, which is about kids writing letters to, writing emails to uh, the Justice League. It's like Batman, instead of using email, he writes the kid a handwritten letter. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is so adorable. <laughs> like Batman's like, I have all the best computers and technology, but I'm going to write you a letter, <laughs> which, which I love that by the way. Cause I, I think it's just, I, I, I'll admit like the one, uh, black canary book, which came out in October. looks really cool and stuff, but I want to find the dear justice league. Um, I just think that's such a cool book. Anyway, here is the new... This is a new story for Titans. And, um... By the way, I, I wish they would come out with a new Titans book. <laughs> and while they're at it, a new Scooby-Doo book. Like, I just wish they could. But they, of course... They are, of course, coming out with the... I think they came out with the new DC Superhero Girls book. So, anyway, let's read the fan favorite by Ivan Cohen, who wrote this new Titans story. Um, Titans Tower, Robin Yost, Beast Boy. What is the meaning of this? <laughs> Beast Boy who's hanging as a bat. Huh? Sorry, Robin. I guess I shouldn't turn into a bat when you're around. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, and there's Cyborg standing behind uh, standing behind Robin, holding all the groceries, and Robin's holding a magazine he rolled up. Cyborg leans into Beast Boy. Beast Boy says, "Daddy issues." Robin, Batman isn't my daddy. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Beast Boy, okay, okay, what's the problem? Robin, I'm talking about this. Robin holds a magazine with Beast Boy on the cover of the magazine. <laughs> Robin, <clears throat> you've been named the most popular titan in Jump by Jump City Weekly. It's Jump City's fourth largest free magazine Beast Boy yes <laughs> Beast Boy tofu jerky ew I seen tofu once at a restaurant not at a restaurant but at a grocery store and I was just like who the hell would buy tofu and I figured out who Tofu jerky, what's the big deal, yo? Everyone knows I'm cool. <laughs> Robin, it's not about cool. We all got cool to spare. It's about maintaining each Titan's 
established brand enhancing role. Robin, Cyborg is the team's brain. Hold on, I gotta move this because like I need to move it in the light because I cannot see because it's dark. I mean, not here, but yeah, you know, it's cloudy. Cyborg's the team brain and Point Dexter, as it were. Cyborg, hey. Raven, brooding sorcerers with a heart of gold. Raven, oh, so close. Starfire, alien warrior princess who rules her <clears throat> secret. Uh, alien princess who relies on her <clears throat> secret crush to learn Earth's way. Starfire, that is highly inaccurate. Is Speedy here? <laughs> Beast Boy is the wacky comic relief, huh? And finally, me. The team's charismatic and fan favorite leader. <laughs> Beast Boy. Oh, sorry, Robin. So... This so-called magazine clearly doesn't understand our place in the fans in our fans' heart, fans' hearts. Raven, uh, Robin, looks like our fans are the ones who've spoken. Fans' favorites, fans' favorites, Titans. I love, by the way, <clears throat> the um, artwork of the pole thing, which is they use like classic like Hanna Barbera filmation drawings. And it's like Beast Boy 25%, Starfire 24, Cyborg 24, Raven 24, and they all have like this Hanna Barbera uh, Super Friends animation style. And Robin is like a drawn, badly drawn character of black and white. Raven. So the, fan, the fans are the ones who have spoken. As Robin looks at the polls of their fans pick their favorite Titans, Robin. This can't be. There must be some sort of conspiracy. We've got to follow clues wherever this leads, Titans. Sorry, uh, uh, sorry. Beast Boy, G. Fine, I'll handle this myself, Robin said. Later. <clears throat> Beast Boy, I don't get it. Why do I need a makeover? My fans love me the way I is. Raven, being popular, carries responsibilities. Starfighter, truly, you cannot be a slob <laughs> if you remain beloved by the public. Cyborg, I think you're ready you're ready, fellow Titans, I give you Beast Boy. <laughs> the fan favorite, Beast Boy. So what do you think? Beast Boy is wearing like this, like he looks like he looks like Hugh Hefner wearing the bathrobe, the slick hair. <laughs> it's kinda scary though, he looks like my nephew. My oldest nephew looks like Beast Boy. I am not making this up. He, I mean, he's not green, but he just 
he looks like the character, which is disturbing. Cyborg, you look great. Let's take you outside to reward the fans for their support. <laughs> Raven. Friend Raven, I am confused. Should we not be more disgruntled over Beast Boy's most surprising popularity? Or merely... Are we all... Or is this merely to make Robin jealous? Beast Boy. I mean, sorry, Raven. You really think we put up with Beast Boy's ego just to rub Robin's nose in it? As the elevator door closes, Raven. Yep. So, yep, pretty much. Robin comes out with a conspiracy board <laughs> of all connected dots to Beast Boy's popularity. To be lay person, it would seem random. By the way, there's a note in this thing of uh, a Batman symbol. I cannot even read it. Oh, it's a to-do to list. <laughs> but under the gaze of the master detective, a pattern emerges. Ace Digby, publisher of Jump City Weekly. Later, Robin sits in the diner. I'll admit, I'm a little surprised that this is your office. Tough times in the supermarket distributor free magazine business. For a publisher, this is... Oh, sorry, this is the publisher. For a publisher, this is pretty good look. Your reputation precedes you, Robin. Robin, as a hard-hitting crime fighter who who won't stop searching until he gets the truth, the publisher. Um, sure, that. But you want to know how Beast Boy won instead of uh, others? All I can say is that by the margin of five, ab of five absolutely legit online votes, he beats out the rest of your team. Robin. By five votes, huh? Hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, I had to pop my foot, by the way. A kid. Hey, it's those people. The girl. Right. That one guy. Beast Boy. I does love drinking and all the attention. <laughs> oh my god, he sounds like Jericho. Drink it in, man. Drink it in. <laughs> uh, person yells help. <laughs> I love that. Like, I wish they would have put that in there. Like, Beast Boy just stands there like, drink it in, man. I wish they would have done it. That would have been brilliant. 
Alright, Cyborg. Oh no, it's the Hive 5. I love the name, by the way. <laughs> High Five. <clears throat> Starfire. They are attempting to make the fast getaway. Raven. They may be the fat maybe the fast. But I got but I am the furious. <laughs> I love that little reference. Her as rest whatever. Her spell thing. Azrath, Mathurion, Zentos. Zentos. <laughs> Beast Boy. Hmm. Maybe an ascot is too much? Cyborg. You got him, Ray. We got Jinx and Billy Numerous. Starfire. But what about Gizmo? Prob. Gizmo's problem, I think you mean. It's no problem. Robin knocks out Gizmo. The kids, hey, it's that other guy. Right, the the one with the shirt. Gizmo, this seems excessive. Robin, admit the five, you five voted for Beast Boy. Admit it. Gizmo, what? What? Of course, I'll admit it. Anyone could vote. Did you vote? <laughs> Jinx, this entirely besides the point. Oh, sorry, right, uh, Robin. That's entirely besides the point. Gizmo, I'm just saying it was an open to the public. <laughs> Cyborg to Jinx says to Jinx Jinx how could you he's my buddy but voting for Beast Boy over me Jinx oh Cyborg you're great but Beast Boy he's just Jinx well he's what I think of when I think of a hero Beast Boy standing around with a fire hydrant turned into a monkey <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's get to the final page. This is a short story, by the way. Ah, oh, boy. Robin. I think we've all learned something important today. Whether, whether there's a, there was a voter fraud involved or not. <laughs> Gizmo yells in the back. It was open to the public. Robin. Like I was saying, the popularity contest may be nice for the magazine business. Cyborg. But there's but they're not so nice for teamwork, right little bro? <laughs> Beast Boy turns into dog trying to catch his tail. I'll catch you, huh? Oh, yeah. I'll never do whatever it was again. Raven looks. I don't think any of us will. The next day. Titans, wait until you see. Wait until you see who's popular. Jump City's weekly four-way tie number one. 
And now the Titans hold their magazines. Robin, oh well. And the magazine says, Other Guy Magazine. Eh, that's the end. But anyway, let's get to the uh, that's the second story. We'll get to the third story tomorrow, I guess. Let's get to the um, one story I, I found yesterday, by the way. <clears throat> On the Phantoms and Monsters page. Involving a time traveler. Let me get a drink real quick. <sighs> Let me find it. <laughs> ah, here it is. The real case of a tra- of a time traveler. Can a rift between time and space literally open up the, open and then transport a living being into another reality? I received an interesting account occurred of in Baltimore, Maryland in June nineteen ninety-two. The information the information was fo- uh, was forwarded by a now retired attorney who continues to live in the area at the time of the incident, he who I will not refer to as MB had a private practice with several offices in the Baltimore, Washington, D.C. metro area, who also provided a pro bono legal service to, for the state of Maryland who uh, peculiarly represent clients who, with mental disabilities, since receiving first email, I had two conversations with MB, which were recorded with his permission, and I'm going to write his alleged uh, allegory as it was given to me, results of a statement appointed by MB and many other specific personal details will now include MB's confidentiality or pri- uh, privacy. So this person is going over this time traveler story. Uh, this is a statement by the person in Baltimore, Maryland, of June. Uh, sorry, of four dash twenty thirteen. In nineteen ninety two, I was assigned to a pro bono case, a client who was being house uh, housed by a court order in one state hospital located in Baltimore, Maryland, of the Baltimore area. I interviewed the client at the state hospital. I informed him of what he was facing, weapons possessed charge, a vintage Maryland dagger handgun, and ammunition was found in his pants pocket, and other local vagrancy charges, violations. The client told me he went by the name Morris Winthorpe. He had stated he was from the New Jersey, from New Jersey, and lived most of his life in New York City. The files showed that he was he had no record of him in residency of the state of Maryland. When arrested, Morris wore a higher collar white shirt, a brown frock frock coat, and pants. Never heard of that. I explained the clothes. Later, I explained to close. Later, I would discover that they these were similar Victorian 
era men's clothing of the 1719 sorry of clothing from 1870 to 1880s he was possessed a silver metal case similar to a cigarette case inside the case was square pieces of black colored material resembling hard plastic he was allowed to rate, retain this object while at the facility. Damn. Morris looked to be in his early 30s, though he had no hair or a stubble on his face. Just thin eyebrows, and he had a wispy blonde hair and a very pale complexion. His eyes were very deep blue, almost violet in color. During the interview, he would look directly at me and smile. He answered a few questions other than his name. That he was living in the New York City. And that he didn't know how he arrived in Baltimore. The physician at the hospital stated he may be suffering from shock and that there were so there would be so oh, sorry there would be some memory loss. I didn't get that impression while Morse, while Morse, sorry while in Morse uh, presence. It seemed to me that he was exactly what uh, exactly was transparencing. To this day, I still don't know how. I still don't know why I felt that way. At the end of the interview, I told him that he was being held at the facility under court order and I would seek a hearing date. Morris replied, thank you for your service. I will contact you, I promise. The next day I was contacted by the Baltimore County State Attorney informed that my services were no longer needed in this case and no further information was provided. I contacted the physician who was treating Morris. He said that Morris was no longer at the facility. I asked where was he taken and told I was and told I would need to contact the state attorney's office. For almost two years no information was available, available in regards of, to Morris. Yeah, right. That's that's pretty messed up. <laughs> Two years, like damn. So anyway, let's continue. In 1994, I was approached by an attendant who worked at the state hospital during Morris's brief stay. I was told that Morris had suddenly disappeared from the ward after his late meal. There was. A thorough search conducted without results. Morris's clothes were retained by state attorney's office. All other items, including the silver medal case, was missing. Sorry, uh, yeah. I have never found out where the weapon was stored, though I assumed the state police headquarters. At the time, I conducted a private Search for Morris Withrop. I hired a private investigator who found very little information other than a single 32-year-old man named Morris Withrop. 
had resident as reside in New York City, 1877, until he went missing without a trace. All his property in Manhattan had been left behind. The police found no evidence of foul play. After 19 years, I've never found another reference to Morris Withrope. This has become a bit of an obsession for me. I had hired other private investigators over the years, but nothing has been found. If Morris was a time traveler, I wonder if he'll contact me as promised. Wow. <laughs> that is like one story I I I cannot I am just like completely stunned. I, I I tell you this one I I find that fascinating. Like I love time travel stories and stuff, and this one right here is just really good. Um, there's other time travel stories on here. On I I kind of want to read another one tomorrow. Like that that one right there, that one's that is a really good story. And for me, like, do I believe this guy's story? Like one, he's an attorney, and two, he made a file of the story in an interview. I hear it like some people have like like some but I kind of wonder what the entirety of the interview was about, like, out of curiosity. So for me, I, I love this story. I, I, I found it, like, I was like, wow, I gotta read for the show, t you know, and stuff. And there will be other time travel stories to talk about as well. So... For me, anyway, uh, we're an hour and 38 minutes into the show. Um, anyway, it's time to, I guess, wrap up the show and stuff. Like, I, you know, I love doing the show. <laughs> um, anyway, so we'll do, I think we'll do a show tomorrow. Depends on, you know, the day tomorrow, but. I mean, tomorrow I have, like, a busy day tomorrow. I have to, like, um, my dad's going to, like, to the doctor in the morning, so I'm going to go with him. You know, to keep him company. Because <laughs> he doesn't like going to the doctor by himself, so I'm just going to go with him tomorrow to sort of keep him company, keep him laughing. He's doing his uh, checkup, his physical checkup. So, and stuff, so, I mean, that's what he's doing tomorrow, so, for me, I'm just going to go with him and
keep him company and make jokes and sarcasm comments and stuff. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, tomorrow that's going to be a busy day. So anyway, tomorrow I'll be hosting the show again. Fun. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. So anyway, I will see you all tomorrow. We'll talk about, I guess, the uh, more of the Birds of Prey stuff. We will read some of the Titans book and the time, time travel story, which I really enjoyed. That was a good one, by the way. So anyway, I will see you all tomorrow, and uh, it's going to snow.